This week, we're going to be talking about something that is uh, really relevant to our church here. Okay, so um, if, if you know you're you're a guest here, you 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 know this is the first time you're here or whatever. Um, there's going to be relevance, okay? Because I believe that what God has taken us through is something that we all can learn, we all can grab hold um, for our personal lives, all right? So there, there is really something. Uh, so I want to pray, and uh, that I think God's going to speak to us today, that God's going to speak, that, that everyone here is here uh, for a reason and a purpose. There is no question in my mind that's true, because, you know, people have come from Vancouver, Canada, just to be here today. So I know there's a reason, right? Like Darren, Darren, uh, Darren used to play drums back there and, uh, um, you know, while he was here in Hawaii. And then he moved back home to Canada. So good to have you guys here. But, but there's a reason. So let's pray and uh, uh, ask God. So Father, we, we come and we say thank you. And we say, Father, we're, just, we're here for a reason and a purpose. And, and, and so often, you know, we, we, we come and, and, and we, we just come to a service. But I pray today that uh, we would have an encounter with you. Every person here would have an encounter with you. That they would hear you speak directly to them today. And so thank you that that's the kind of God you are. And so we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Over the course of this year... You know, we have, we have gone through a lot of transitions. Um, I can't think of another year where there have been as many transitions as this year. You know, uh, we've been talking about this thing called KCF 2.0, and what that means is that's the next chapter of, of the next season of where God is calling our church. And just to put some of your minds at ease, KCF 2.0 is not necessarily a shift in programs and just programmatic. It's really a call to greater maturity, and it's a call that affects our minds and our hearts. It's an attitude that God is calling us to. And then you know, we started, we're starting up this thing called life groups. It's just more than small groups. It's doing life together. And, and, and even that is a transition, that that's going to continue to morph into something that is going to be, it's going to be powerful, these life groups. And then um, we started a journey on, on finding a new office, and then it was morphed into finding a gathering place that we, we felt like we needed to reach the next generations, focusing on millennials. And, and so we said, we've we got to find a place that we can gather. And so we, we, we started on that salt thing, at salt in Kakako. We kind of looked for a place there. You know, God, God, God said, no, not yet, not yet. Now, we're not done. Uh, I don't know how God's going to lead us, but that, that, you know, that, that opportunity that we had, God says, no, I wanted you guys just to take a step out. And that's what we did. We took a step out. So we're going to continue. That's another transition. We're still in that one. Um, um, there's this whole, I think the, the, the call on my heart is that we've got to reach out. And we're a, call, we're a church that's called to reach generations. We're not called to reach a community or whatever it is. We're called to reach generations. And we've got to do that. And so we've been transitioning. 
Uh, the biggest transition is we sent out and we and we and and salt and light was a church plant that we just started with Pastor Max Fowler and and that church we we sent out a, a bunch of people and they they birthed this new church called Salt and Light. That's a major transition, and that's so exciting to see see that. And then you know in light of that, we needed to be more transitions. We said, hey, let's go to one service for now, and then we'll do this thing called second half, which we're gonna. Begin, and you're going to see a lot more of that classes and things to equip people to go out and be the church out there in the world. So there's all this transition, and it's exciting to see God doing what he's doing, even as he prunes us. Yeah? That as we transition and we send people out and all that, God's pruned us, and there's a reason for that. He's pruned us back. He's pruned us back so we can bear more fruit, and that's the exciting thing. God prunes branches that are bearing fruit so they can bear more fruit. And, you know, I, I look at this process, and then I realize what's going on in my life personally, and it's like God's taking me through uh, a process and transitions in my life. And what I'm learning is that change is something that's situational. Change is like you go from one house to the other, um, you go from... Uh, eating really good food, or, and then you go to, you know, gluten-free, you know, that kind of thing. That's, those are changes that we make, you know. Um, but there's a difference between that and transition. And what transition is, if change is situational, transition is, um, is psychological. It's something that, um, that is this process that we have to go through where we kind of internalize things, we come to terms with details of a new situation, and, and all that, all the things that change brings. Like for some of the HP women's basketball team, if they've come from Germany, or Australia, wherever they've come, um, you know, something has changed. They, they went from home to a new location. And that's not, that's situational, that's just, that just happened. But there's this whole process of transition that has to take place, yeah? That, that girls that come, have come from Australia had to go from, from Vegemite to show you, right? I mean, same thing, same smell, but it's different, right? Some of them will have a hard time understanding some of the way some of y'all talk. You know, the pigeon stuff. It's like, what's going on, right? And there's, there's transitions, and it's these transitions, it's this process, and we all have to go through them. And, and what I'm learning is, I, I haven't done that well with the transitions in my life. Especially this, this latest transition where I go from, from a father of, of children to a father of adults. Right? I really dug being a father of kids. You can boss them around, tell them what to, you know, all that stuff, right? You have, you have leverage, right? I brought you in the world, I take you out. You know, all that, you have, you have leverage. But when they're adults, you don't have much leverage. And more than that, though, it's like, I just love having the kids around. I just love having them around. And now that they're going out, which they need to go out, man, that's a transition. The change is they're not living at home anymore. But there's this process I have to go through, you know? And what I found is that 
when I face transitions, I just focus on what's ahead, you know? And emotions come up, right? Emotions come up, and I just stuff those emotions. I just stuff them. Like, are you, I try to stuff sadness and all that stuff. And what has happened is in the last so many months, probably the last six months, I realized that, that it's not healthy the way I'm transitioning. Like, like kids go away. Kids move to California. And that's a good thing. And it's a sad thing, and it's okay to be sad, but it's like, it was kind of unhealthy for me. I was just like, unhealthy. And so I was praying, and, 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 I, and I felt like I needed to go to see a psychologist, right? And I know many of you thought, yeah, you should have gone a long time ago, buddy. But, <laughs> I, you know, other than that, I just went, and I thought I was depressed. So I went there, and I found this guy, and, and he's, he's worked with pastor types, and depression and all, I went, and he says, Mark, you know, you're, you're probably, you're really not depressed. You're kind of weird, but you're not depressed. And he said, what, what, you, what you're dealing with is, is you have a hard time with, you're not dealing with loss as healthy as you could, and, and you're not grieving well, right? And, I, and he says, how do you grieve? And yes, there's a couch in his office, but I don't lie down on no couch. It freaked me out to see the couch. So I just sat there, and he said, and I said, well, grieving, I'm kind of allergic to grieving, and so I just look at what's ahead. And he said, see, that's part of the problem, because what's happened is that your bucket, your emotional bucket is all filled up now. And so every little loss comes in, you just, it just it's unhealthy for you. And, and I've been going through this process of learning how to deal with the transitions and the losses and grieving and all these things that I need to do in a more healthy way. And what I realize is that as we go through transitions, I haven't done a good job here. That, that we just went through a bunch of transitions. We just sent out a whole team, you know, um, and, you know, we, we miss um, the people that have left, you know. And... And I did here what I do in my life. And I said, well, they were here, they left, but you know what, sad, you know, I don't have Max to box, boss around no more, and you know, all this stuff. Um, I miss Jimmy and his straight posture, you know, all that stuff. And, and, but you know what, that's irrelevant. We got to focus on KCF 2.0, right? And we do, but, but I've not gone through the, and I haven't allowed all of us to go through a process of transition. And I believe that, that God is working in my life uh, because my emotional bucket is all filled up, but also to help us to remember that we're going through a process here of transition and that um, there's going to be emotions that rise up. You know, uh, we haven't talked about that. We haven't given us time to, to really feel certain things, you know, sadness and grief. You know, there was a church with, with, with all these friends and all that, and, 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 and they're not here. And, yeah, it's sad. It's, you know, there's, there's some grieving going on. There, there, there could be some anger and confusion going on, like, man, why did, we have to, why did we have to send them out anyway? Why couldn't we just be together, you know? You know why do we got to do this? Why upset this apple cart? Things are going really well, 
Why, why do we have to do that, right? So some of that anger, confusion stuff come in. Or it could be like fear and uncertainty. It's like, now what? Now what? Now what we're going to do, you know? Um, am I going to, you know, feel like, am I going to lose more friendships? You know, I don't know if I can get close to people now. They might leave, you know? Um, what if I don't like where we're headed? And, and the truth is, I just haven't, I just said, guys, I know some of you guys feel sad, bummers, we're moving on. And God says, no, no. We've got we've to recognize and acknowledge that there's a transition. And the book of Hebrews deals with, the, the whole book of Hebrews deals with a group of people undergoing a major transition. That they were Jews that have left Judaism to follow Jesus. And, and, and Judaism was just woven into the fabric of their lives, their culture. Everything, it, was, it wasn't just a religion. It was, it was culture for them. And following Jesus was a transition to, to move, to just do things in a whole different way, with a whole different motivation, is all this stuff. And it was a transition. They followed Jesus. Some of them left their families. It was, it was hard. And on top of all that, they began to feel persecution. Some of the families that they left said, you know what, we don't know you anymore. They was uh, experiencing persecution as, as these Christians, and, and they were beginning to feel like, man, maybe we should go back. You know? And they were dealing with, and, and the book of Hebrews, the author of Hebrews, is, is that whole book is just encouraging them. Encouraging them. That, like, no, you're on the right path. Just keep, you've got to go through this process. You're going through a change, and there's this process of transition, and you got to get through. And then in Hebrews chapter 10, the 10th chapter of Hebrews, the author gives them a real, a real encouraging exhortation. He says, I know you guys are going through stuff, but I want to give you some things to just help you with the transition. And I think it's a real relevant word for us today because that's where we are. And so in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, he's saying, therefore, he says, guys, in light of all that's going on, brothers and sisters, since you have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened uh, for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with sincere heart, with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope which we, pres- we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to spur one another on to love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as, the, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's God's word for us. In light of all that God's done, God is encouraging us to come together in love and unity and focus on three things, on three things that will help us get us through this. And I think that's not an accident why the HP women's basketball team is here because I think that's a word for them too. It's it's a word for all of us. If you're visiting for the first time, you're just coming through, there's a word for you here. God has a word. And so there's these three exhortations that we need to make as a church as we go through this transition and for any, anybody who's going through any kinds of transitions in their life, these are 
uh, exhortations that we, if you, would, if you would do these things, that you would see God come through and he'll get you through that transition. All right? So the first one is this. Let us draw near to God. That's what he says in verse uh, 22. Let us draw near to God. Yeah. Let us draw near to God. And what he's saying is we can go to God um, with full assurance because of Jesus. Jesus made the way for us that we can go straight to God. That God is not just this God, that he's our father now. And we can go to him, and we can go draw near to him. And what I'm learning in my life, I'm learning the value of worship. That there are times now, and I used to get into the word, I would pray. I didn't worship that much. But now in this worship, I say, God, thank you so much for what you're doing. And you know the crazy thing is, and try, try this scientific experiment. You cannot worry and worship at the same time. Maybe you can. I can't. You're either going to worry or you're going to worship. And I, when I worship, I feel like my spirit is being drawn close to God. And that's what he's saying. Draw near to God. The second thing he says is that let us hold to our hope. Let us hold to our hope. Verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who, is pro- who promised is faithful. God keeps his promises. You know, um, the Passion Translation says it like this. So now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. God is faithful. And when you go through, and things seem uncertain, and you're going through a transition, it could be a personal transition. You know, for some, you're like, man, this is, this is all brand new. I'm not really comfortable with this whole thing. What is the hope? God brought you here for a reason and a purpose. That God's God got you in this position for a reason and a purpose. I don't know why I'm in this new job. God's got a reason and a purpose. He was faithful to get you the job. He will be faithful in that job. And you've got to hang on to that hope. You've got to hang on to that hope. And the thing we do is, is we, get, we go through this, we go through a transition, and so often what we do is we just quit. And we miss what God wants to do. Because they're like, ah, you know what? I'm not feeling it. Just nah. And, and we quit. And what the author is saying is, no, no, guys. Hang on to the hope. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why we're going through this. And if you would hang on to the hope, what is the hope? The hope is the God who has brought you here, he is faithful because he is a promise-keeping God and God keeps his promise. And then the third thing is, let us encourage each other and stay together. Let us encourage each other and stay together. Hebrews 20, uh, 10.24. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not a time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some has formed the habit of doing because, every, because we need each other. In fact... We should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. That is so important that we encourage each other. Whether you're part of a team or whether you're part of a church, and sometimes we come to church and we come with this consumer mentality like, okay, what's in this for me? I hope the message is good. hope the worship is good. Now, I don't know what they're having for afterwards, but I hope the, the, the food afterward, I hope it's good. And it's just me, me, me. And, and what, when we go through a transition of any kind, 
the best thing to do is to give. Right? You be a person who's going to encourage others. You look for ways to just encourage other people. You might be hurting inside. You might be going through this, this loss and all that. But, but, but he says, it's so important that we encourage each other. You know? And all of you here in this church, you, you're important that we need each other. You don't know what a smile and, hey, how you doing, will do. We need to take the lead on that. Because so often in times of stress and, and loss and all, you know what we like to do? We like to, like, isolate ourselves. Right? That is our natural, that's my natural tendency, you know. When the 49ers lost to the Seahawks last week, I, and then Laurie has the gall to wear a Seahawks shirt today. Stop it. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to go in my room, and I wanted to cry, and I wanted to curse those she-hawks, <laughs> you know, but what do I do? At the family, you know, we had our family dinner, we, we, we got together as a family, and you know what? Forgot all about that. That's just one game. The 49ers are still going to win the Super Bowl, so why the one game? <laughs> right? Okay, but, but, but you know what? You know, I could have sulked, and I've done that in the past. And I've sulked when the 49ers lost a football game. Right? And my family, like, oh, man, that's all grumpy today. Right? No, let us, let us encourage one another. That, that, that we've got to encourage, and we've got to stay together. We've got to stay together. Love and unity will get us through this transition. Love and unity will, will get us to where God wants us to go. Love and unity will be the recipe for this team to be, to once again, be Pac West champs. It's love and unity. Right? That's what we need. That's God's exhortation. So what I wanted to do <clears throat> was I wanted to do something different today. And what I wanted to do was I asked a bunch of people if they could, they would be willing to lead uh, just a small group, all right? Maybe about three people, uh, four people. And, and there's some things that, that I, I just felt like it would be really good for us to just share. And one would be, what is something that you've been thankful in? The, and as, as we move forward as a church, in this church, what, are, what is something you've been thankful for? Another thing is, what, is, what are things you, you miss? We've got we've to be able to share. What, what, what do we miss? What do we miss? And then, what are ways that I, all of us, that we can, can do to encourage and motivate each other to love and good deeds, like we encourage one another and say, what can we personally do? Now, if, if you're like here visiting and all that, I would say that, is that, you know, as you're in a group, you get a real good feel of where our church is at. And I think that's really, really important. You know, that, that, that you're here for a reason. I think it's going to help you. In some way, it's going to help you. So just engage there, okay? You know? And then for, for the team, I've asked um, uh, Coach Reed and Claudine. They're going to do their own deal there. you got questions. They can do that because I don't want to, you know, yeah, so they're going to do that. But we're going to take about 15 minutes to do that. So if I ask you to lead a small group, we just raise your hand so we kind of know 
How many people will be doing that? Okay, okay, so look around, and, 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 and what you do, I think we have enough people, all right, that, that if you would, maybe you, you hand-raised people will just hook up with two or three people, okay? So there are like three to four in that group, because anything more is going to take too long. So once you hand-raised people, just kind of like organize yourselves, just gather people, all right? So just gather people. So everybody's in groups of threes and fours, okay? All right? Like Mitchell, you can get those guys right there. And then uh, Claudine, you guys can take this side over here, okay? So you got till 10.15, so take time. I don't want anybody not to be in a group, okay? Church isn't just coming to a service or and it's a one-way deal. This is church. We're, we're being the church this morning. The second thing is, you know, as a church, let's welcome this team as part of us, right? This church is family. Family is church. So just welcome them. So afterwards, um, you know, we're going to have um, some food around the corner. Um, smells like chicken and like some, some kind of sauce, like cream of mushroom, maybe that kind of thing with some stuffing thing. What are we having? Is that what we're having? Oh! Oh! Now I lie. Anyway, I knew. I knew. But, but just take some, you know, just say, encourage and let's just all go to see together. Some of you thought, man, we're having a really good discussion. If you want to continue after, keep on. All right? But, but let's pray. All right? So maybe why don't, why don't we just stand and, 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 you know, I don't always do this, and you might be uncomfortable. Just grab a hand. Just grab a hand. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, grab a hand, and, and let's pray, all right? Let's, let's, let's pray together. Okay, let's pray together. Father, you're giving us a picture this morning that this is church. The church is who we are. Church is not what we do. It's not where we go. This is church. And we, this is one church. This is your church. And I pray that, um, that you would continue to be with us. Thank you for where we have come from. Thank you for all the things that you brought us through and, and how we were together. And, and yeah, Father, we, we miss. We miss being all together. We miss seeing our friends and people who have uh, been sent out to start a new church, Lord. That we're, we're still one church, but, but we, miss the, we miss the relationships. Um, so we, we might even miss the way things were. But we want to thank you for that. And that will you help us through this process. And as we move into something new, May you continue to lead and guide us and may you um, just impress it upon each one of us that, that I am an encourager. I am here to encourage others. That I need to encourage my brothers and my sisters. And that from this day forward, that, that we wouldn't come just to, to receive something, that we would come to give that we would come to give our encouragement, our love, and that we would stay together. So thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you that we experienced 
church today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.